Welcome to The Power Sticking Together with me, your host, Alicia LaTremble. Listen, go ahead and put up the Do Not Disturb sign because this episode needs no interruptions. If you enjoyed this month's Thanksgiving series, please comment, share, and subscribe. I follow to get new weekly episodes. I promise you, you would not be disappointed and you will see a change in your life. With Thanksgiving being around the corner, we felt it necessary to get you into the mood for the holidays. What mood? The mood of being godly, thankful, in spite of what life has dealt you or dealing with you. The mood of what it takes to fight the good fight of faith. By the end of this episode, you will understand how waiting while fighting the good fight of faith will renew your strength. Your spirit will be free with wings like eagles. You will have the strength to run and not be weary. All because you decided to walk with God, your faith in God will not fail. This is not the season to faint, but to stand strong in your faith. 1 Timothy 6 and 12, the message translation version states it best. But you, Timothy, man of God, run for your life from all this. Pursue a righteous life, a life of wonder, faith, love, steadiness, and courtesy. Run hard and fast in the faith. Seize the eternal life, the life you were called to, the life you so fervently embrace in the presence of so many. It reads in the King James Version this way, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto art also called, and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. A message given to Timothy from the Apostle Paul, his spiritual father. I believe this message is from God to us today. Those who feel something stirring up in their faith, believers that God will help them run and not get weary, walk and not faint, and give them strength to mount up with wings like eagles. This type of renewal sounds like freedom, freedom of understanding you are free and walking in the strength of being free. So let's not get weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we do not give in. Today, I have the pleasure of having two beautiful sisters, Lysandra Storr and Monet Itana, grace us with words of wisdom. They are sharing with us today how to keep fighting the good fight of faith, how they apply more values and biblical principles to not only help themselves, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being, being a blessing. Their life is a blessing to those of the household of faith. And anyone that is searching for God while battling with faith. So are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> I must say, I enjoyed the yoke destroying anointing episode from the past week with Miss LaShondra Store. Thank you, my sister. 
Thank you for having me back. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, we have another special guest joining us today. And I'm going to let you introduce your sister by saying her name. Can we welcome who now? Who we, who we got? Miss Monet Etana. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Monet Etana, welcome to the post. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I am so glad that you are here. Um, How are my beautiful sister cousins in love doing? Now, before y'all answer that, let me tell you what my daughter had the nerve to say to me. Why you got cousin in love? I said, because those are my in-laws, but I'm in love with my in-laws. Can I please say cousin in love? Quit doing the most. (laughs) You know how they have questions. Yes. So how are you beautiful ladies doing? Doing really well. Doing really well. That's good. That's good. That's good. So I know you ladies are hype and ready. So let's get right into it. All right. Let's do it. So LaShonda, you are no stranger to the congregation. So when you hear me say the congregation, Miss Monet, I'm talking about the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) For the past weeks, we have been stirring up the hearts of the people, the gems you left behind. I'm sure they are still stirring up in their heart. You left seeds of how gratitude has shaped your attitude and last week how things are working together for our good. Now here, we back again, speaking to the lives of others on fighting the good fight of faith. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom these past weeks. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, Go back to hear LaShondra speak life to your heart. Now we know Thanksgiving is less a week away. Oh my gosh, y'all ready? <laughs> I don't we'll think be. I'm Not ready. Quite. You will be. We'll Not be ready. Quite. Not, Not quite, quite yet. I don't know, because I got that, I got that macaroni tasting fingers, you know, like mm, you taste, I got one of the macaroni fingers in my hand. <laughs> you have to have the macaroni and cheese. Yes, I actually was looking at one of one day and I was like, mm, I taste me some macaroni and just, you know how you taste to make sure it's seasoned the right way. Yeah, I taste it, I taste it. But it's six days to be a Zach. Oh my. Oh wow. You know, on today, I have the honor of having you beautiful, powerful, anointed women of faith, um, drop some pearls, not just into my life, but in the life of others to enjoy their season of thankfulness. I wanted to introduce Miss Monet Etana. Before you even start, I can't <laughs> let you break bread with me, sis, and I don't tell the people who you are. That's just not fair. So <laughs> Monet Etana is a native Floridian, holds a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice. Try if you want to. She already knows. She <laughs> solves every murder case. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You know that. <laughs> she privileged held a career in fingerprint analyst. I told you, try it if you want to. <laughs> Since transitioning from that career, she has worked in the financial industry for the last decade. Monet is an author. Yes, she is a mentor to teen girls and an advocate for suicide and child abuse prevention. She is the owner of the Grief Path, provides grief covering services for grievers seeking healing. Ooh, I'm about to cry on that note. We need that, especially in this season. 
Her mm-hmm. website will be listed also in the description part of this podcast, but let me just drop it to you. It is thegriefpath.com. Okay? So, Monet just released a book called No Longer Bound. Child, you look, I can't say the tip, but when I read it, you make me say. Okay, okay. okay wait a minute. We got a soundtrack. Yeah, that's, a whole, that's a whole child. That's a whole okay. child. Okay. I'm telling you, when I saw that, you had me singing that thing. I was like, my soul is resting. Okay, okay. All right. Which was written based on her life's journey to healing from abandonment, child sexual abuse, and assault. In her space of time, she also runs a lupus blog to inspire others on a similar journey. Who this sister right here? Hmm. <laughs> this is a force to be reckoned with. She ain't playing with the, I wish, I wish this, I wish somebody would. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's a, no weapon, no weapon. I'm trying to tell you. Monet wow. is a proud mom of her son who is a handsome emphasis mm-hmm. Navy sailor and a gorgeous daughter who is in grad school. For more information about Monet, you can visit www.favoredandfree.com, her blog, um, can be found at unbreakablesurvivor.com slash blog. Woo, girl, I am ready to get into this. I am ready to get into this. I'm telling you, these sisters are building yes. each other and birthing vision together. Mm-hmm. But yet respecting each other is a powerful thing. I am grateful to be a part of this movement that God has placed on both of your lives. So, Monet, here we go. You know I was getting there. So, I, you know, I done did all that reading. So, listen, I'm, yes, yes, I read that from the podcast. I didn't memorize that. So, don't even be thinking like it's all like that. No, no, I had to read that. <laughs> That's a lot to read. <laughs> I, maybe one day I'll get that good and be able to memorize, but not today. <laughs> so, thank you, ma'am. All right, so explain to the, to the congregation um, in a short synopsis, you know, the listeners, why this book and why now? You know, I know we're talking about fighting the good fight of faith, but just stick with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. So, you know, my life, um, to say it hasn't been easy is, is an understatement. Um, it's had, you know more valley moments than probably some people will ever have in their lifetime. You know, I was raised in the church um, and to have faith, but sometimes my faith was shaky, you know, Mm -hmm. especially during the really tough times. Um, I had to realize that regardless of who left me or what situation tried to break me and keep me down, Mm -hmm. that God was the one fighting on my behalf. And therefore, he needed me to be here to share my testimony of his goodness. Mm-hmm. So when that point of freedom finally came around six years ago, I was reminded by God that my story, my journey was necessary to help others get free. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. you know, I dismissed that. You know, who am I? I'm just 
just a lady that went through things that I'm sure somebody else went through. Why me though? So I dismissed that, you know, I had doubts that he could use me in that way. And so, you know, the enemy, he, he whispers things to us, lies to throw us off course. And Ephesians 6, 11 says that we have to put on the whole armor of God so that we are strong enough against the evil one. Mm-hmm. So finally last year, that the reminder came again that I hadn't done what God told me to do. So at that point, I, I made a choice to be obedient because it is a choice to walk in obedience. And um, then I started the process of writing the book. Okay. So that is okay. how we got there. Did you feel like you were facing it by yourself? You know, when you was writing this book, did you feel like whatever you had to birth out of you? Um, how did you feel about that? I mean, deep down inside, I, like I said, knowing that I was a child of God, being raised in the church, um, Sunday school, Bible study, revival, all of that. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't alone, but when you have issues of abandonment and insecurity, and then you add on top of that being abused as a child, then you add on top of that, you know, health crises, um, a, a devastating sexual assault, amongst other things, it can take a toll and it can feel like you're by yourself. So, of course, I had the support of my sister and my close friends, but a lot of it I kept to myself um, due to shame. Uh, insecurities, you know, we all have fears and negative thoughts that we have going around in our heads and and they can cripple us to the fact where, to the point where we're, we're silent and and we Mm -hmm. can allow those things to take over. So that healing process was, was a journey. It was a journey. I got you. I got you. You know, like in chapter four, you was talking about your darkest days, but I was reading the intro of that. And it says something like, let me begin by saying this. No one has the right to put their hands on you. There is mm-hmm. nothing anyone can do that justifies this type of behavior. And then you gave a scripture. You said Genesis 1 and 27 says that God created us all in his own image. Our bodies were not created to be empty vessels. And I know that. And then down at the bottom, it says, um, Physical abuse contradicts what God intended for his creation. Um, You give some bullets on knowing how about controlling domestic relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. the violence, the categories from elderly Mm -hmm. to physical to developmental um, disability to mental illness uh, to substance abuse. Oh my gosh, this is, mm. I'm a, I, can I be, can I be transparent with you right now? I mean, just transparent. Do. Yeah. Um, to read a book like this can be hard for um, anyone that may have um, even dealt with any of these things. But I promise you to read a book like this will also make you free. Mm-hmm. Not set you yes. free, not set yeah. you free. Yeah. You know. Because the Bible say, in knowing the truth, the truth shall make you free. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm when I look at your title, the no longer bound, that's what I that's what I see. Freedom, the freedom. OK. Yeah. And and one of the questions uh, I want to know, how did you overcome dealing with being bound to being free? Because before you answer, I want you to think about the concept. 
a dog been chained his whole life to a chain, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody going to set him free. Mm-hmm. That dog don't even know that it can get up. Right. But they free. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to know, how did you overcome with dealing with being bound to being free? Well, like I said, it, it was a process. It definitely was, you know, ups and downs, lots of ups and downs, many phases. You know, it seems like once I got through one situation, I was OK for a minute then something else happened. So it was like I was just riding the wave, uh, so to speak. But in that in that entire process or that entire uh, span of time, I went from going to therapy, which is. No, so no, you norm. didn't. No, you didn't. You a Christian. You went to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What that, color are you, sis? <laughs> I I'm just a need to know black woman. Listen. And you and you go to therapy. <laughs> yes. We we need to normalize therapy. That's a whole nother mm-hmm. subject. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Because yes. just because you go to therapy does not mean that you are crazy. We exactly. need therapy. Mm-hmm. We need therapy to, you know, just talk about our day on on average. Mm-hmm. Um but I went to therapy. I I was involved in self-sabotaging behaviors. I wasn't taking care of myself because remember, I didn't, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel worthy of God's love. I, you know, wonder why everybody that was supposed to love me kept leaving. Um, I journaled and even through all of that and praying, I just didn't understand why God would allow all of this stuff to happen to me. So at one point I turned my back on God. I did. Mm-hmm. I turned my back on him. And I believe it was losing my grandmother, my second grandmother, who was um, my mother's mother, very close to her. And, um, you know, I realized I had my children. My children needed me. which They always will, regardless of how old they are. And I said, you know what? I started thinking. I said, even though I turned my back on God, he never left me. He was waiting for me to come back into his arms. I said he never saw me any differently, no matter how many times I messed up. And in that moment, my life burst became First Peter 5 and 10, which says, and the God of all grace who calls you to his eternal glory after you have suffered just a little while will restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. He was there waiting for me the whole time. And so everything that I had gone through was a part of his plan because he could see what I was going to go through. And I was supposed to use my life to inspire somebody else. And in that Mm. moment, joy, joy Mm. is what I had. Mm. Oh, my, you said something. You said, regardless of how I turned my back on here, on God, he was there. Mm -hmm. Um, We was talking about that in previous episodes. Like, this God we serve is so patient, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my, he is so patient. Mm -hmm. And it's it's ridiculously (laughs) Um, that he's that patient, you know, yes. because yes. I'm a little impatient with my own self. You get what I'm saying? Right. And so mm-hmm. for him to have that much care to still be there, like he mm-hmm. understands that I'm right here. 
Yes, she Absolutely. did go through this situation. Yes, she did go through that harshness. But I'm here, you know. Yeah. And I, all I could think of when you said, um, I heard something, it, it felt like something burst inside of you. Hmm. It's like, you knew I'm free. You knew mm. that. You know, like, yeah. I'm no longer bound, no more chains holding me. I promise you I won't mm. sing it, but that's what I hear when I hear <laughs> yes. it. You know, that's all I could say after that. I need you gave the meaning yeah. of the whole song through your book. No mm. longer bound. No more chains holding me. I remember me praying in church and wanting to be free. Oh, my God. I needed God to set me free from things I couldn't set myself from. I'm just, my, I mean, I'm just being honest. You know, one day God moved and that song um, I heard after being set free, my soul is resting. It's just a blessing, blessing. Mm -hmm. And you know what? When it goes, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You be like, oh, God. You know, and it'd be be tears of joy. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, you was like, oh, God, if I just want to know, you know, and and child, listen. Mm I'm not talking about them situations where the mothers in your church say, let them purge you, baby. Let I'm talking about when you realize <laughs> yourself you free. You yeah. hear me? That's a, whole That's a whole nother level when you know I am free, you know. Absolutely. So your testimony brought back all kinds of feelings, but good feelings what God's redemptive power feels like. Oh, my. I mean, mm. huh? Woo! Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. Amazing. I'm sorry. I just had to pause on that. That's good. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, I'm not. Okay, pull it together. Pull it together. (laughs) Pull it together. There's somebody listening right now that really need to go and get this book. No longer bound. You don't even know that you're free. You walking around and God's saying, I have set you free. And you don't Mm. even know. You have suffered. Not only just from abandonment, child sexual abuse, sexual assault. Honey, Mm -mm -mm. you keep trying to figure out why you feel this this quickening in your spirit. Because God Mm -hmm. say he is setting you free. Mm -hmm. The freedom to be happy. You want to be happy. You don't even. My daughter said something to me a while back. She said, um. You know, it feel like God, she was going through a situation and I had been praying for God to protect her heart. I didn't tell her this. okay? Mm -hmm. and she turned around. She said, Ma, I want to cry, but it seems like God's hands is hovering over my heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. (laughs) Wow. I'm saying this baby is being freed. Yes. (laughs) It's like, thank you, Lord. Yes, he would do it. So I am so grateful of what you have poured into. And I'm telling you, this is just a snippet. Trust me, she has more in her. This was just God birthing something out of her to push more out of her. So this is just a snippet. Um, So LaShonda, I'm sure you Mm -hmm. listening to your sister share her testimony, stirred up something on the inside of you. (laughs) It's funny how you can live in the same environment, but your fight can feel different when you think you're fighting alone. You said something last week that stuck out 
to me and I kind of stop you from saying it because I didn't want you to share it quite yet. <laughs> How you quoted in high school um, your senior photo. Yes. I think that was you were saying that, yeah, yeah, you had a quote that you put on your senior photo. It's all good. Now, listen, you're going to unpack this quote for us. Like I tell my students, y'all, we got to unpack this question. <laughs> what yes, made ma'am. you know it was good despite of what you were facing back then? Ooh. Okay, first, before I go there, I just have to address two things. When, Monet, when you were talking and you talking about the burst, the thing that like, immediately was in my spirit. I just thought about like new wine, you know, mm. you, you, new wine can't go into old skin. So, you know, God is there. He's mm. there to make all things new. So I just love the fact that you're in this new place um, mm. and that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. testimony. And they did yes. not love their lives to the death. And I just love how you are using your testimony to change so many people's lives. I'm so proud of you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Y'all just making me tear all over again. Y'all gotta stop that type of stuff. <laughs> and do more and do more you. and do more. Yes, but go ahead. Yes, yes. You know, and it's it's hard. You know, our shared experiences are very difficult. And um but yet the hardest ones for me have been the ones that we've experienced individually and and all alone. You know, Monet talked about some of the things that she experienced alone and I've also experienced some things alone and so it's hard but I do know that those are the things that draw us close to God when we're in that space you know that quote it came from at that time when I was a senior in high school it was almost something we would casually say like if someone said hey how are you doing hey it's all good you know but it then began to resonate with me in a deeper way it's all good I just start thinking about whatever that is, whatever it is that I'm facing at home, whatever that's happening in my um, school environment, you know, because high school, there's just so many things that are going on. And all of those things, all of that is good. And I believed it. And I I really believe, you know, my spirit was encouraging me at that time based on Romans 828, but I just didn't know it. And of course, Romans 8, 28, we talked last week, which is, and we know that in all things, God Mm -hmm. works for the good of those who love him, who are called, Mm -hmm. who have been called according to his purpose. And one of the things that I I was thinking about that I used to love listening to this song, it was like my own personal, like, um, theme song for me at the time, uh, no cross, no crown. I love what it says. Mm. If you can't stand a little disappointment sometimes, if you can't stand being talked about sometimes, lied about sometimes, stand a little heartache sometimes, if you think you should always smile and never frown, it's basically telling you I came to remind you no cross, no crown. You about to make me sing again, but I'm going to let you do that once. See, y'all need to stop these tunes. Okay, go ahead. I know, you know, and it's it's hard if you think about just like all the lyrics, how it talks about if you can't stand being misused because we have been misused, abused when friends let us down. All of these things that we experience, there is truly, it says, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? There's a cross for everyone. And I know there's a cross for me. And for me, the it's all good represents all the things that have happened in my life, all the things that I've experienced. I know those things are working out for my good. I just didn't know exactly how at the time, but I just knew 
that if there's a God for me, who can be against me? Mm, who can mm, be against mm, me? Mm, nobody. Know mm, mm. that. <laughs> nobody. Okay. Y'all know that's my little thing. I love to all say, know that. All you <laughs> need is him on the team. That's all it. On the team. That's, all that's all that matters. You better say so. Listen, I tried to warn you about these two sisters. <laughs> what the devil meant for their bad, their bad, God took it and is using it for their Ooh, good. Yes, we is. are changing lives to be free. Healed and delivered. I don't know about you, but if I can feel the anointing, that sweet Holy Ghost residing in this podcast, I know somebody's feeling it too. Yoke breaking, changing. Freedom, sis, listen, brother, I know that you're listening. God wants you to be free, be healed, and be delivered. Mm. I need a moment to digest not to interrupt what you were unfolding in this episode, sis. You know that. Whew. Yeah. Why? Because I feel not, I feel like a lot of listeners, the congregations are living lies. I'm not, now listen, listen, listen. You're not, hmm. Listen, 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 listen. I'm, I'm, I'm part of that congregation now. You see what I'm saying? I sit up hmm. in that church. So when I say the congregation, we're talking about the same people that sit up in the church. I'm going to be in somebody's pew. <laughs> Trust that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not always up there trying to deliver a message. I myself become the congregation when I'm talking about the body of Christ. Right. So, you know, they, you know, we have a tendency to not truly be free. Mm-hmm. You know, but I heard John in 8 and 36 stated this way. If the son therefore shall make you free, you are ye shall be free indeed. You know, mm-hmm. I know you are tired of walking around with the guilt of your past. See, that's that lie. Mm-hmm. That's that lie. Accuser. The yes, yes, he stands there every time and say what you you know you're dirty, you're snotty, you know, little kid. You know, I'm just you know, you know how he do oh, yeah. make us try to make us feel beneath. Mm-hmm. You know the shame that. Bear it, your freedom. But God say, don't live in that lie. It's not true. It's not true. Yep. I'm trying it's to tell not. you. It's, whoo, it's a difference. It's, it's something that clicks in your head once you realize you're free. It's hard. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's, it's hard to lock up a free man. Ooh, yeah. that's, ooh, that's good. It's hard to lock a bike up because once he's free, I mean, a man that's free. We ain't talking about somebody just got out of prison and go back. That, he not free. He not free, you know. Yeah. And he yeah. go back again because he's doing the same thing. I'm talking about a free man to understand that the blood has covered. Spiritually mm-hmm. free. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. That part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God is here to make you free after being free. You become free indeed. <laughs> you know, you know what, you know what, Monet, listen, listen, you are brave enough. OK. And what I mean by this, uh, you are brave enough to allow yourself to understand you are not a victim of your past, but a victor. Right. You know, that's that's bravery. A victor who reclaimed your life through God's grace and refused to surrender to defeat. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. took that fight and that fight you took with guts courage and faith everything that you penned in this book the life that you're living 
that makes you brave enough. Oh my gosh, the, the young women you would impact, the young men that you would impact because you're brave enough, okay? What made you keep fighting the good fight? And you know, while you were enduring such life gripping tragedies, or uh, may I say trips along the way, what kind of made you say, I gotta keep fighting? In the book of Isaiah, 4031. Girl, quote them, quote them scriptures. <laughs> if you wait, if you wait on the Lord, he shall mm-hmm. renew your strength. Mm-hmm. And although our time is not his time, you know, it wasn't easy. Um, what I had to really remember is that God's strength is perfected in our weakness. Wow. And I was just that. I was weak. Mm. I was tired. I was doubtful of my future. I lacked self-worth. I thought that I was unworthy to be loved by him. I had done so many things in my life. And I'm like, surely, you know, God's not going to, you know, love me enough to to rescue me. Um, you know, I thought back over different people who God had used in the Bible who were less than likely to be used for greatness. And I said, okay, if he would do it for them, surely he could do it for me. If he could use them, why not me? Isn't he the same God that raised Lazarus from the dead? Mm. Isn't he the same God that made lame men walk, rescued the Hebrew boys? He is the God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. I also had my children to think about because there were times when I wanted to give up. There were times when I tried to give up. Real talk. There were times that I tried to give up. And I wanted to be different than what my mother my mother did. My mother gave up. I didn't want to give up on my kids because they need me. And I also realized that the pits that I that I was in, because it wasn't just one pit, it was several pits, okay? That that was only a temporary place that I was in while God was doing his thing, while he was using that time to prepare me to be able to walk in the power and the victory that I have today. And mm-hmm. so the word says to count, not some of it, counting all joy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. storms produce mm-hmm. growth. There's always growth after the rain. And so what I went through was just a test or several tests in my case. But I think about this song, Couldn't Tell It If I Tried by Karen Clark Shears. Mm -hmm. I could have been dead down in my grave, but he told death to stand back and behave. Ooh, girl, I felt that. I, I feel like Ooh. we need to sing that one. <laughs> hey, I might, Ooh. I might have to play this after this po- after this podcast. Oh Lord, that song right there. Ooh, the tears gonna fall, honey. They're gonna fall. Mm, I love that song. Mm, mm, mm. You know, it's so funny when you say he told death to behave. I often share, um, especially with young people, that. I understand that I'm not running on borrowed time. I'm running on God's time. And I tell them the reason why is because at a young age, when I was out there doing what I thought I wanted to do, um, but I decided to give my life to Christ. And I 
kind of made a bet with him. It was crazy, but hey, I needed to know. And I was like, God, kind of off topic. I said, God, if you are who they say you are, I'm going to give you a try. If not, I'm just letting you know I'm going back out there. I'm going to keep it real. I'm just, I'm just, that's, that's what I told God on the way from home. Um, mm-hmm. Decided not to go out that night because I want to keep it real with God because I needed to see who he was. So I kind of put all my people's on mute. They was trying to figure out, well, where you at, Lily? Oh, that's my name. They used to call me back there. I was like, I'm not going with y'all because I needed some, I needed a change in my life. Okay. So, but make a long story short, got home. I was, uh, I woke up to a gun to my head. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that was the wow. most uh, scariest thing I ever experienced in my whole entire life. Okay. And um, that night I chose to lay on the floor instead of my bed. You know, this was all um, God's planning. He knew my life was coming to an end. I'm driving home to decide to give him my life. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But he knew that death was Mm -hmm. already knocking at my door. (laughs) And so um, in the midst of that, basically how I got away, God sent an angel. Um, literally he sent a angel and God had to open my eyes to let me see. One day I will share that testimony a little bit longer, but just know all I heard in my living room was the person that had the gun because the gun got jammed. He literally tried to shoot my brains out because I couldn't stop screaming. You understand what I'm saying? And that gun went off. I know the gun went off. I heard the gun went off. He knew it went off and all he can do with the scully on his face is look at the gun and look at me because he knew he pulled the trigger. Mm. But God, but Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood, you know? And so God allowed me, not yet. So that's why I always tell younger people, I am living on God's timing. Because if I told them the story and I don't have time to really unfold it, maybe one day I will on my podcast. But just know that a lot of you guys are walking around and you trying to understand who God is. But God said you living on his timing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is up to him to tell death. Not yet. Not yet. You know, and here we here it goes again. All I could say is thank you, Lord, for all you have have done for me. (laughs) We all have things that we have tried that has that have tried to mar our image about ourselves. We all have that one thing that tries to separate us from the love of God. But I hear the Apostle Paul asking those of faith in, you know how to preach, say, come on here, Paul. No, I hear the Apostle Paul. <laughs> I don't want Paul to come here. I just hear him in the Bible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> in Romans 8 and 35 and 40 say, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, our hardship, our prosecution, famine, nakedness, our danger, our sore, as it is written, for your sake, we face death all the day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, 
nor demons, Mm -hmm. (laughs) neither the, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, no height, no depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Listen, I believe you ladies just chose no. That's what I believe. I believe y'all just chose no to become conquerors over what tried to separate you from God's love. You was like, no, not today. Your faith in knowing God cared about you was strong enough to get you to this point. Now, LaShonda, this is good. I'm just telling you, this is good. I'm telling you, look, this is some good stuff. It is. I know you have something to add to this faith part of fighting the good fight of faith. Okay, so listen, LaShonda, why do you think it is important for us to fight the good fight of faith? And what do you have to look forward to when you continue to fight this fight of faith? I'm I'm throwing them at you. Despite (laughs) if we don't get the answer we want or the outcome we desperately need. I know it's loaded, (laughs) but I believe God will give you the wisdom to help the congregation, our listeners out. Go ahead, sis. Help us out. Well, first of all, let me put a praise on it because I feel like I'm going to have to go back and have a playlist for this episode because there's so many songs that's been referenced up in here. I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. So let's first know that we're going to put a praise Ooh, on it. Jesus, hallelujah. Because a praise will break every chain. It will break every chain, okay? Say so, say so, say so. But, you know, I was thinking when you and Monet were talking earlier about all the things that even before physically we might find ourselves in a place where we can move beyond, like thinking about, you know, that that dog or whatever that's been on the chain before you can physically even move. It's like mentally to even know mm. that you are free. And so it's a lot of those things that try to keep us bound, you know, depression and anxiety. When I think about depression, it's more about, you know what? No, not depression. I'm going to press on. I'm going to mm. press on toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3 and 14 and 15. Quote them, baby, quote them. <laughs> <laughs> or 14. And, you know, also like shame. Monet, you talked about shame. We both certainly know about just the deep shame that can even come with a situation where you have lost your mother. Mm. Because everybody just always believes that, you know, the mother is like the covering out of Mm -hmm. any other parents. The mother's going to be there. So the fact that your mother made a willful choice to leave you, the shame that comes with that. But I am so grateful. I am so grateful that there is therefore now no condemnation to those Mm. who are in Christ Jesus. And the, the part I love so much about that is that is right now, not when we get to heaven, not down the road, but right now. And we are called, I know you were focusing on First Timothy, we are called for eternal life. Um, so we can't get lost or discouraged when it feels like we have like lost a round. We have lost um, a, a battle, but we still are going to win the fight. We're still mm. going to you know, win the war. In fact, it's already been won. Jesus has mm. already triumphed. And what I learned about a triumph is that back in the day, you know, Roman time, um, the, the person that triumphed would basically go through a parade and they would have all the spoils, everything that they captured, whether it be men, um, animals or whatever, they would parade that through 
uh, the city or the country and everybody would know that this person has triumphed. They have won. So work with it, about sis, that, work with it, work with it. Jesus has already triumphed over the enemy. So he's already paraded <laughs> him through to see that he's a toothless lion. Oh. You know, and so when I think about it, Monet, you talked about this. Truly, why is it important for us to continue to fight the good fight? First of all, we have to count it all joy. That's what James uh, talks about mm-hmm. when we fall into these different trials and tribulations, knowing that the testing is going to produce um, of our faith is going to produce patience and patience is going to have this perfect work. And then we're going to be complete and lacking nothing. And mm-hmm. so we know also down in verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So he is a rewarder. This is not eternal life because eternal life, um, we have that. But this is the crown of life. This is a reward that we will receive for those that persevere through these trials. And he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so that is character building. As Christians, we have to be in a place where we are willing to build our fruit of the spirit and build our character because the character is what's transferring over into eternity with us. Not necessarily our giftings, our singing and our prophecy, all of that. If you look in um, first Corinthians 13, eight and 10, it says love never fails, but then it talks about where there are prophecies, they, they will cease. And it goes on to talk about some of the other gifts. So we can't rely on our gifts. We have to, we have to be molded, by the experiences that we have so that we have more patience. So we have more love. We have more joy, more self-control, all these things to be more like Christ. I love that is truly what the sanctification process is. So it is all good at the end of the day is what I say. (laughs) 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 Laughter is always good for the soul. I promise you, I felt like I just got rid of five pounds. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, the fact that you understand. I love when you was talking about mentally being free, Mm -hmm. the mindset, the mindset of understanding that you are free. You know, it's almost like when you have a a sickness in your body. First, your healing has to take place within the mind, especially Mm -hmm. when they say there's no cure. You have to take. Mm -hmm. Okay, I am healed (laughs) by his stripes. And once it gets right. embedded in your head and your mind, nothing can remove that. Because after a while, Christ is who he is. He died and suffered for those things that we can yes. walk in the freedom of knowing that we can live in that healing. And yes. so I tried to warn you guys. Oh, my God. I really don't <laughs> want to end this. But the time has been so well spent. And trust me, I will bring you back together and I love having you one on one by one. So, um, ladies, before we go, I want to leave Monet with just some quick and sweet final remarks or something you would like to share with our listeners, the congregation. Absolutely. Well, first, I have to say thank you so much for having me on. It has been such a humbling experience to talk about fighting the good fight of faith. Um You know, I just want everybody who's listening to just be reminded that, like you said, the fight is not only with ourselves, within ourselves, we also have the fight that's going on within the world, all the worldly things that come up against us. 
we're facing opposition and adversities and, um, you know, oppressions and all of these difficult things that come upon us. So it is very easy to focus on the negative, look at all of the distractions. But what we've got to have is tunnel vision for God. We have to keep our eyes on him. That's where our help is going to come from. And so I also just want to remind you that uh, you were created for a divine purpose. Every single one of us has a gift and it might not look like your neighbors or your coworkers or your friends because God gave us all individually our own specific gift for a specific time. So every single trial, disappointment or struggle that you've gone through or you may be in the middle of, God is working on your mess. Mm-hmm. Understand that he is working. He never stops working. So the choices that we have, you either choose to see the bad or you have to choose that this is a part of your journey that he is making you strong to be prepared for. So are you going to choose to see the bad? Or are you going to choose to see that God may be using your pain point, what bothers you the most, what what gets down on the in your deepest core to guide you into your purpose? Mm. So we all That's have good. something That's in good. us. We all have something in us that's waiting to be birthed on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. It is birthing season. Say that so. Say so. Say so. Say so. I, I think I need to. I need to snap. 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 <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And look. And look. I'm nobody's midwife, so I'm not trying to push nobody babies out. But I will prophetically speak to your spirit. Push That's that right. baby girl. Push That's that. Right. That's right. <laughs> yes. I, I I did a video on this a couple of months ago, and and, and a lot of us, our babies are overdue. Mm. Your baby is overdue. Mm. Give mm. birth to your baby, whatever mm. that is, your dreams, your aspirations, the things you told yourself that you could never do. Push, okay. Mm. Keep the faith. Keep trusting that He is working on your behalf. And joy really does come after our morning. After our wow, morning. wow. I think you just induced Yay. somebody labor, sis. <laughs> <laughs> it just broke and broke and broke. Whatever medicine they needed, this podcast has induced their labor. The water broke. The water has broken. Trust me, we're going to see so many lives change. Um, thank you, ladies, again. This has been a beautiful experience, life-changing for some and embracing the healing process for others. You know, I know I have been blessed to have you both as a dynamic duel. Women of faith joining me <laughs> and shaping lives with words of encouragement, encouragement um, faith to motivate and build families to work together. Monet, Etana. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's stuck. That's that's gonna be your name. <laughs> oh, yes, you have to come back to tell us about the grief path. Um, so much that you do next month to discuss the process of healing. And Lashandra, as always, this has been great. I'm looking yes. forward to working with you in the near future as my new image consultant and yes, bringing you yes. back again. <laughs> you are loved. Wear it well. <laughs> um, you both are definitely God sent. And a prayer mm, answer. So are you. 
Um, thank you again for your spirit of excellence and being obedient to the call of God yes. upon your lives. I usually yes. ask my guests to leave us with a sweet prayer. However, I'm glad to pray for you, ladies and the congregation, and <laughs> the listeners. All right. So just a sweet prayer. Thank you. All right. Lord, first of all, we just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you for thank you, all that you have done. Yes. Thank you for all that you're going to do. And yes. thank you for what you're doing right now. We yes. thank you, Lord Jesus, for yes, just God. being so present in the time of help in our lives. Yes, we Lord. thank you, God, for being there even when we didn't see you, Lord. Oh. So we mm -hmm. thank you, God, for being so good to us. Yes. Oh, my God, we thank you. So, God, thank we you, ask God. in your son Jesus name, we ask these things that you bless these young ladies. Mm. Yes, God. I'm not going to ask for platforms. I'm going to ask for you to order their steps. Yes. Yes, Send God. them where they need to be. God, because yes. you say by love and kindness, you draw. These ladies are mm -hmm. full of love. They're full of kindness. So, God, we know that you would draw because you said in your word that if you be lifted up, hey, right. woo, you will draw Ooh. all men unto you. So, God, yes. I thank you for the lifting up of their spirit in you, God. I thank you for the lifting yes, up of the word yes. in you, God. I thank them for lifting you up, God, yes. in you. I thank you for all things that you're doing in their homes, God. I thank you for thank opening you, doors that no man can shut. I thank you for closing doors that no man can reopen Hallelujah. in the mighty name thank of Jesus. Jesus. And God, we Jesus. thank you for the listeners. We thank you for breaking the water. Yes, yes Lord. We thank you for birthing the purpose. Mm -hmm. And most of all, we thank you for changing the lives. Yes. God, we do believe that you want us to be delivered, to be healed, and to be set free. In amen. Jesus' name, yes, amen. Amen. Ooh, amen, Ooh. amen. Sweet spirit, sweet spirit. You know how to There's a sweet, sweet. I can't sing it like Well, spirit in this place. <laughs> well, what's so funny is when Monet said he's always working, I'm like, he never stops, he never stops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I had to add that to the of your time because it has been well spent. So now, next week, I want you to know, guess who's coming to dinner to break bread? Mm -mm -mm. My hubby, my best friend. <laughs> we will be breaking bread with you this Thanksgiving week. And trust me, when he speaks, I listen. I tell him yes. that all the time. I tell him that all the time. He is the true priest of this home. You better recognize. I think yes. I think people do. They know. They know not to cross they the cross line. <laughs> they, they know. They know. <laughs> if they don't know, they gonna know today. They know now. You know now. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't know, now yes. you know. <laughs> yes, you heard it right. This minister of God <laughs> will minister to you on the next coming up podcast, The Post, to speak a few words of encouragement to the congregation. And trust me, he's a man with few words, but yet when he speaks, 
they become much in God. Okay, so the listeners, I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know how I scooped this up, but I cooked it up sometimes. <laughs> it's out there now. He, look, look, it's out there. It's out there. So I can't wait. Dinner is being prepared and coming straight from the pan to your plate. Fresh and hot. The bread of heaven. Fresh bread from heaven. There we go. Sing again. Feeding our souls. <laughs> Yummy. Oh, I know. Your name. You name it. You know they say, you name it. Okay, I can't do that. Look, I'm not trying to know. <laughs> you name it, I got it. Trust me. This is no leftovers, but a fresh meal just for you, my listeners, the congregation. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, again. Thank you, ladies, again. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Power of Sticking Together podcast with me, your host, Leisha Tremble, and my special guest, Mrs. LaShondra Store and Miss Monet Etana for another comforting and encouraging word that will make you check yourself before you wreck yourself. Tune in next week, Friday, November the 26th, on the Power Sticking Together podcast with me, you know, your host, Leisha Tremble, and my special guest, mm-mm-mm, my honey. Elder Cleveland Tremble discussing his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now that's power. Until next time, remember, there is power in sticking together. We're out! <laughs> <laughs>